Hi, I'm Bryce. And I'm Jimmy. We are telecom and creative professionals. We're also fans of podcasting as our respective careers give us an abundance of windshield time. While there is a podcast for just about any obscure topic you can think of, there was no regular podcast pertaining to Montana politics. That is why with our combined powers, we are Montana Voices Podcast. We strive to be an independent voice for all issues pertaining to Montanans and Montana politics. We also strive to be very forthcoming with our personal biases as we attempt to see beyond them. Montana Voices Podcast does not operate in a vacuum. We need your support. Whether that be listening to our cast, providing us feedback, sending us conversation topics, sharing our content, or providing financial support. We look forward to a long career in podcasting with your added assistance. Welcome to episode 31 of Montana Voices Podcast. It's Hello everyone, it's great to be back. Yeah, back in the saddle again uh, for the uh, second time this year, getting pretty regular. It's that fiber. We're uh, keeping up with it the same way we would with our new gym memberships here. Yeah, absolutely. Now is not the time to go to the gym, actually. Uh, we've been wanting a gym membership, but you don't want to get into that in January you're 1st crowd. You're serious there. I didn't think you were going to go back again. Oh, I was. Uh, I, I don't think I'll, I'll ever go back there. My wife used to work at, at one in town, and several, I as I recall, me about it. she uh, must have really enjoyed physical fitness. Yeah, it was a fun time for her, I think. But I remember her specifically telling me about January rush. It was just a line out the door of people sign up for new memberships there, I'm getting fit. We're we're gonna change. We're gonna be better this year. We're gonna be different. This year, and, and as a uh, former, somewhat regular gym goer, that was a, a very annoying time in the gym. It's like hey, you people couldn't be here last month. <laughs> just, just regulars. Yeah, over I can here. imagine, like most, uh, you know, gym regulars just like taking off that month completely. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is our December. That's <laughs> good deal. Well, let's jump into the business here real quick, just to get that out of the way. Absolutely. Um, Find everything about us that you would ever need on our website, which is going to be MontanaVoicesPodcast.com. If you'd like to hit us up for any kind of questions, concerns, you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can email us at MontanaVoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter page is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook page is at Montana Voices Podcast. And you can check out all of our uh, latest podcasts and previous episodes on YouTube by searching for Montana Voices Podcast. Excellent, and that uh, those requests for people that are would like to be on the cast, we've got a few representatives that would like to join us, and we'll get to you in uh, the order that you uh, accosted us in. Exciting episodes to come in the future. Looking really forward to it. We always love having guests on, and uh, I feel it pumps the numbers up a little bit more. Yep. Speaking of guests, we should be getting Beth back next week. Uh, she is straddled with the demands of a new job, so is... Uh, Time off from leisure activities such as this, because I don't think we paid her that well. Certainly not competitively, I don't think. I got to keep the lights on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's uh, run through our old issues here, and then we'll uh, dive back into our new exciting uh, matters here. Cool. So, yeah, to start out with here, we had uh, schemes in Bitcoin, some things of the Ponzi matters. and uh, I was very surprised about that, as I recall. Extreme. Lots of uh, Lots of shock had by all. And uh, we never did get those uh, feral pigs, which I, I am told maybe they're just uh, prepping us for war. We're being uh, conditioned, um, but feral pigs are, are not here yet, nor are the uh, killer wasps from uh, Europe coming from the northern border. Yeah, you know, there's still a couple of people walking around Walmart uh, 
with firearms, but I haven't seen a pig, you know, but just in case we're all ready. I, I like to think that this town is ready for them. It's not a normal day at Walmart. Actually, well, you can just buy the gun there and walk around with it. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, uh, circumstances well, you, hit there. If there's a pig attack at the Walmart, who knows? Uh, no automatics, and but they still have uh, handgun ammunition last I checked. I was able to get 9mm a couple, about a month ago. Maybe just lied to us about their uh, handgun ammunition ban. I, I haven't seen anything really on the ammunition, but the last time I was there to get my fishing license, I did notice that they keep the, am, the ammo like behind the counter in the wildlife area there, you know? Which I thought was the norm with the exception of North 40s, I think. Correct. But in the Walmart, though, like this counter is just built into the the middle of the aisle, essentially. So you can walk around it. Yeah, you can just like walk down uh, the other side of the aisle there, which is, you know, adjacent to where this one is. There's literally like just a bunch of boxes of ammo right there to your to your right or to your left, depending on how you're standing. So I doubt the old woman that's standing there is going to pay attention, and that's concerning slightly. But I mean, they're paid, anyway. what, $10 an hour? How much are they supposed to care? I'd like to know if they're given any feral pig training, though. This could be important knowledge, uh, and, and wasp training. I would, uh, we should probably get ammunition for that as well. Do you think they, oh, I'm sure they have the EpiPens there. Do Isn't that prescription only? Oh, I well at the the pharmacy with a prescription I guess I I'm not sure. Good point. You know I've I, it probably is, which should be over the counter and yeah. in, in my opinion is uh especially for somebody like uh, actually both of us that has reasonably young children you never know what they're going to be allergic to it would be convenient to have one in your glove box. Would. Well, we uh, spent more time than we should talking about Great Falls and outdoor improvements and not outdoor improvements. Yeah, you know, we're a uh, great fault. Jury's still out on that one there. Change is supposed to be coming, so I guess we'll we'll find out on that one here soon. Soon enough. Well, well I heard change is coming. There's a, uh, not a completely new county commission, but new faces there. So change is coming. Maybe, I don't know, Great Falls is really good at being status quo, I think. Just, just cruising along. Same population, no growth, no decline, just being there. The uh, Great Falls likes to wear the members-only jacket. It's a good analogy. Uh, we talked about tribes and radios, and more, and about the little shell. Some sad news about on tribal matters a bit later. Uh, we talked briefly about the census and the important to filling that out. We could get another seat. That's exciting. Uh, we talked about weed and vape and personalized plates. So an exciting old cast for episode thirty. If you haven't heard that, uh, it's still available on our website, YouTube, and. Facebook even. It's hard to know where all we're posting nowadays. It's hard to keep track of all these different Basically, platforms. Basically, any place that'll allow us for uh, cheap and or free, yeah. uh, you can find our cast there. Any potential listener. We leave no stone unturned when looking for uh, new listeners. Exactly. Well, moving on to our, our new matters here. Uh, Billings is getting another black eye, and we talked about this extensively in our consent episode. If you didn't listen to that one, that there was an issue with a uh, evidence handler who was having relations with uh, two detectives in the evidence room. Oh my, I remember this story. Oh, geez. Talk about, this is like a bit, uh, this almost feels like a year in review show now that we're going through. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Montana Voices podcast rewind right now. No kidding. Yeah, I remember this here. She was caught 
having a fun time in the evidence locker there. If you recall, I argued that it was very close to rape if it you know, wasn't already because you had people in a position of authority. You definitely had somebody that was in it for drugs. So somebody that can't consent to that. Not to rehash our last episode, but we had a very interesting discussion on that. Yeah. I'm I'm reading through it here right now here. So, like, why do they have to... Because KTVQ and the Gazette had to sue the Billings Police Department to get the the names of the officers that were involved in this. First, they just released that an incident happened. This is what it was. But the media wanted to know whom was responsible, since these are officials and positions of authority here. Yeah, and, you know, that whole Freedom of Information Act, you're supposed to be able to find that out. Well, apparently the Billings Police Department made it somewhat difficult to get that information and required a lawsuit for it to come out. And since they were egregiously in the wrong for not releasing the information, they now must pay for the court and legal fees to both those outlets. That's KTBQ and Gazette doing real work here. Legal work. I see. Wow, geez. Well, I can't wait for uh, the Facebook crowd to just light into KTBQ and the Gazette over this one. I can see them being upset about uh, smearing uh, the names of good do-no-wrong officers. Shit on the blue, the thin blue line, including the thin blue line that's kind of sexual salty, but the thin blue line still, you know? And uh, that's... Well, it's yeah. sort of the same thing uh, with uh, that uh, Stormy Daniels, the, uh, the porn lady suing Trump, uh, that it was an egregious lawsuit that was going to go nowhere, basically a lawsuit just for the sake of having a lawsuit. In a very sue-happy country, it's... Uh, important that if you i guess sue somebody and have no grounds that you are liable to pay their fees if they request which uh looks like uh, stormy daniels did have to do something for our facebook crowd to get upset about uh, the mere mention of that so it oh, ex- geez. it exists it happened even though it's so long ago it's just so surreal to think, like in michael avenatti Oh, they're like, who is that even? Like, you got to think back and you're like, oh, that guy. Oh, a lot has what ha- happened to him. It wasn't a long time ago, but a lot has happened since then. And then, yeah, now, now he's like a, like a total dirtbag. Was he never not? I mean, did somebody see that guy and think he wasn't a dirtbag? I mean, you just seem like everyone a, thought, wow, I hope that scumbag takes down that other scumbag, but <laughs> we'll root for this now scumbag. It's like, wow, not with a 10 foot pole. We go near that guy either. Even though we did earlier. Uh, I just got a... Uh, Not again. I, I just thought he was sleazy from day one. But who else is going to represent a porn star? So you get Michael Avenatti and then... Uh, yeah, that wasn't a long time ago. I guess the speed at which business happens on the, the national level, specifically with our, our president, is the uh, the president we deserve for the digital age because everything is fast and wham, bam, and thank you, ma'am. Yeah, he's all about that. I kind of always figured, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's... Not what I meant, but uh, let's move on to more uh, distantly related uh, Trump news. Uh, distantly related to the impeachment that's not happening as of this cast right now. Um, or is delayed in the House, not yet in the Senate. And Danes wants to, uh, sort of the headline I put up for this was he was stepping up to the plate for Team Trump. But the way I read the article from the Gazette, it actually makes sense. And Danes says if they, they the House doesn't, give those articles of impeachment to the Senate within 25 days, the Senate could vote to dismiss them with a simple majority without even holding a hearing on it. So a little bit of his, um, you know, Trump is his guy that I understand, but that makes perfect sense. And I'm also not sure if that holds up to congressional scrutiny though. Do you think that Danes is like jealous of Pence? Well, Danes just kind of seems like a, blubbering guy i think he's not he's not I the gene like forte he's just like, that's God. a force he's like 
I feel like he's like, oh, I could be his vice president. I'd be such a better vice president than Mr. Pence. I imagine he thinks, but I, I don't know. That's a pretty far stretch even for, for Danes to think that. That's not happening. There is oh, hundreds of other people in line that have done more ring kissing that will get that position, if, if that's ever offered. We're speaking hypothetically, of course. In a sense, this whole show could be hypothetical. Oh, uh, well, well, it is. And can we um, at least agree on the ridiculousness of having articles of impeachment pass the House and pretty much feels like arbitrarily held from the Senate for, uh, I don't know what sort of chess ploy this is, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, this feels like an episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway here, you know? And this is all a giant joke. Uh, maybe the idea is, because uh, the charges they're bringing them on are... are we discussed this, in, I think, in the last cast and maybe maybe the one before. Can't recall. Kind of trumped up and probably will not go anywhere. And I imagine that if Trump you know, faces an impeachment and then it does not get removed because of it, that it looks really good for him. So maybe they're holding off because they don't want this to happen right before the election of him winning an impeachment, which very well could happen. That worked for Clinton, didn't it? Oh, yeah, that second term of Clinton when he, uh... anyway, we're getting too far back. I mean, I know a lot of people get really bitter whenever we bring up Clinton, but, like, let's be honest, this is, for as much as this guy shits on on old Bill there, like, he is pulling straight out of the guy's playbook, basically, isn't he? Well, it was kind of a brilliant move. Uh, I mean, the I think the Clinton impeachments were ridiculous as well. Um, the sort of the thing... Uh, to recap, that they got him on was for lying under oath about his relations, which probably should have never even been asked, I think, because, you know, yes, he's the president, but isn't there more important things, more important business the, the country should be handling? So, he but... He totally sidestepped that question and just been like, what the fuck does this have to do with shit? And then, like, can you imagine if he just, like, pushed back hard on that interview and be like, oh, all right, sorry, sir, uh, next... Going on. Or it could have done a Trump double down. I mean, uh, well, depends. I mean, yeah, you're asking me questions, but have you seen what Hillary's been up to? (laughs) Starts going into his wife like, yeah, but she's, (laughs) well, have you seen who she's bagging? (laughs) Yeah, if he uh, took a page out of that Trump playbook, it might have worked out for him. But just think back that there was a time in this country when we had nothing more pertinent to do but to debate the definition of is. Is. (laughs) What a it different is. time, Bryce. Being uh, all nostalgic. Now, now that's Jim. I was six. Go over this. When asked about um, the relations, he uh, replied, uh, "This may not be verbatim, but really close." Well, that depends on what your definition of "is" is. Was Clinton's response to the question? Oh my gosh! Okay, now I remember. Yeah, and, uh, changed uh, like his whole demeanor in the interview, and he's like, uh. <laughs> "Well, that's what they." Uh, one of the things they tried to get him for, and it it failed to the surprise of you know, a few people. But uh, bringing us back to Montana, Max Baucus was in office at that time. And <laughs> Max Baucus, well, Congressman Dilbeck himself. On current matters, uh, D- Danes and Gianforte are asking the courts to reconsider Roe v. Wade, which is should surprise anybody. And if you think they're trying to emulate uh, our vice president-in-chief, then... You know, maybe they are. That should be uh, no surprise. I, I just thought it was kind of pandering because that's going to go nowhere. It's just so they can yeah, have the headline, it's like, I feel. It's what these California boys do. It's they, uh, they're they all about pleasing. 
very much, very much so. So I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. It's just uh, to make a headline. Um, and speaking of people kind of pandering to make headlines, uh, Tester was trying to take a stand on the War Powers uh, thing, the War Powers Act. Basically, it's something that uh, I don't believe that we've actually enforced for the past, oh geez, 50 years or so that states that to go to war, you, there has to be a declaration of Congress, a declaration of war against somebody. And you may know that we haven't been at war, was it since the Gulf War or the, uh, was it the 11 day, seven day war? Well, I mean, yeah, that's because we got around that because we went to war against terror. When you go to war, like what, one second here, let's, I'm I, to, really embarrassing that I have to look this up here. Going to war against but an inanimate object. To go, when you have to go to war against a noun, then like, I mean, the articles get very skewed and it's just... <laughs> it's a matter that's up to the Supreme Court, and they all scratch their heads just as much. Well, this, uh, well, if they actually ever do anything, um, that makes sense. Ran, I think it was Rand Paul that tried to do this during uh, in our Afghanistan days, oh, or Iraq. It's hard to keep track of. He said he wanted a declaration of war, and he actually brought it to the uh, the floor, and they it, that didn't get anywhere. And there was a lot of. Uh, you know, mudsling. It was like Rand Paul just wants to declare war in the Middle East, and no, he wanted to, you know, dec- declare the war that we were already in, essentially the war on terror, on several countries that weren't explicitly involved in nine eleven. If you ask me, yeah, he wanted to put it down in writing. Hey, we're going to war against this now, well, and everyone in Congress said, "But that's stupid," and he said, "I know. We need to write it down." <laughs> So, you know, I like I have a very it's a it's a big love hate thing with with Rand Paul because he's uh, he's no Ron Paul. I don't know, though, because like, I mean, if you saw what he did with Lindsay the other day, uh, I, I must have missed it. He I, I didn't fully look into it either, but basically uh, he called Lindsay a shill in a matter of words. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe I do enjoy some Rand Paul, but uh, Ron Paul still has a Liberty Report. He has a YouTube channel that you can check out, and he will tell He's you still why. Still doing ads uh, for doomsday prepping meals on Rush Limbaugh. I, I wasn't aware that he was, so that's uh, I, I haven't seen any on his channel. But Ron Paul is not a Trump fan, and he uh, doesn't agree with going into Iran. That was his last thing as of last week. Iran was big news, you know. I didn't know that he was still alive or speaking. I'll have to check into that. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's aged a day. Well, you know, he was when when you when you're born ninety, you you never have to worry about that, you know. Yeah, I just remember uh, Rand Paul. I think it was the the his first term that he was elected, and he said something that was a bit unsavory. I think it was about affirmative action or something like that. And Rand Paul said something, and he's like, "Well, if they did this or, or whatever," talking about the blacks, of course. And it was it made sense, but it was worded very poorly. And I think it was TMZ that caught up to Ron Paul. TMZ does our politics now. They and they asked him about this this Rand business, and Ron just shook his head. He's like, "Yeah, I'll I'll talk to him when I get home. <laughs> I'll talk to him when I get home." <laughs> so, oh my god, that's great. Yeah, I think uh, Rand sharpened up after that. Learned, <laughs> learned the thing. That's the best deflection ever. <laughs> like, to stop all reporters in their tracks. Like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, he'll he'll uh, let us know. I guess. 
Yeah, it sounds like uh, Rand probably got the switch. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It straight up sounds like, um, you know, dad walking in and the neighbor tells him that, you know, he saw you outside with your pants off earlier in the day. And he's ah, shit. No, it was already a bad enough day at the office. And now I just got to hear about that from the neighbor. (laughs) Yeah, not from Rand. (laughs) Well, Back to Montana and, and pandering. So I tried to look for certain details on what exactly Tester intends to do other than write a paragraph on his Facebook page. Um, on his Facebook page, it says, see his full statement here, and you can click on the link, which takes you to his website, which has the exact same statement. So no additional <laughs> info there. Um, but doesn't he, uh, He's got a graphic of him looking over his, uh, his glasses. Oh, it, it should be. That should be his re-election thing. Uh, you know, after he's termed out and he tries to get into the governor's office, which can be a silhouette of just him looking over glasses, that would be... Uh, I really hope that it is just like uh, like, like a headshot portrait, but it's just like dead on, and he's just like looking straight over his glasses right into the camera. Is uh, he- so when they print it out, like anywhere you look at it, any billboard, it looks like Tester's looking straight at you as you're driving. Big Brother is watching. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, man, it'd be perfect for him. I mean, is he capitalizing on that look, or does his optometrist not told him about bifocals? He is about that age. He doesn't have time to get into the optometry place. He's He's got tractors to fix and uh, states to fix. Well, uh, something he's not fixing is the War Powers Act, because he... You know, made a statement about it, about the importance of going to war or another war, and how this uh, Iranian guy that I can't even pronounce his name was bad, and the world's a better place without him. He wrote that, but there's no call to action that says what exactly he's going to be doing. It's just a a stance that he's kind of taking without without a verb behind it. So I was hoping to see him do something like uh, make a resolution on the subject, um, or something campaign on it at least i don't don't know but he there's no action behind it. that's my complaint pan we need more action on noun yeah verbs nouns the whole thing english is we need to go to war with with uh vocabulary here i think oh well no no, you got to finish your last war first (laughs) moving on to uh not not great news in tribal radio or just tribes in general and we had talked about this radio station as of Actually, on the last two casts, I think, uh, the Eagle out of, uh, was it? Ah, uh, the Eagle is literally my favorite radio station in the entire state. Every other radio station can uh, pound sand because this is the best one. And Big Mike, that's Michael uh, Corcoran, ha- has died, and it's kind of a a sad story. And he was getting up there in years. He was the uh, tribal representative out in the 80s and 90s, and it was a, a tough time for the tribe. Uh, Apparently, he uh, would often wear a bulletproof vest when he went in, when he was fighting for, uh, I think it was spearfishing rights on the reservation. You know, reservations having the rights allotted in treaties is sometimes involves uh, getting physical, I guess. But he he has passed away, and like I said, a heartbreaking story, and the tribe will never be the same. Oh, geez, but I mean, just imagine losing somebody like that, and off the top of my head, and, you know, maybe somebody from there can... Fill us in, but I can't think of anybody else that can fill those shoes. Is the yeah, probably the question they've been asking for years? If is there anybody that's great as their elders? 
Yeah, that's a big uh, issue out in that area. And really just in rural Montana in general is that as the older generation uh, is going away more, um, the younger generation isn't staying around as much either. So like it's really starting to become more and more of a wasteland around here. So it's going to be interesting to see within like the next you know couple decades what happens to our population growth in the state in general. Well, they're leaving the tribe and they're leaving, sometimes leaving the state, which is, I understand allegiance to land. I mean, you say wasteland, but, you know, we we gave them wastelands to begin with. No, I mean, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about in general of just everybody leaving the population going down in that regard in rural areas. Uh, That's something we've covered extensively on this cast and uh, telecommuting was supposed to save us all. You can work for oil from Oilmont and do whatever work you need to do in New York City. Yep, we'll all be stock trading on our cows, you know. Well, if uh, Tester's plans for getting big data into rural Montana pans out, then that's a possibility. Hearts go out to them and the Chippewa Crees as well as, you know, it's tough times ahead. Hopefully there's somebody that we're going to learn about that can, uh, you know, take what he's made and go running with it. Absolutely. It's a story that we should probably keep an eye on here as well and uh, come back to you with any updates as far as like who's going to take up the reins up there. Um, so yeah, we'll keep well, you guys updated on that. Again, radio rip, won't be the same. Rip. He was on just last week. I think I'd mentioned that maybe in the last cast. Uh, it was on with yeah, uh, the morning gal. was just on. Well, we'll move on to uh, news that, do you mean the war on coal? Maybe this is, is not so sad, but it's, uh, or we're, we're losing we're closing down two units in Coal Strip. The same plants that Northwestern Energy wants to buy a bigger share in, we're, we've closed down two. There's still two remaining. They might build two more. Probably not. But Northwestern Energy wants 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 25% of one of the units of the two remaining. From what units. I understand, uh, units one and two were completely fine as well and like had years of life, like decades even, left in them. That's that's funny. I had no clue that they were going to build units five and six on top of that. Well, it's been the plan for a long time. These plans go back, you know, a decade or more. And that's how long it takes to go through all the the paperwork and engineering that's associated with these. But one and two were shut down. Uh, it was that Washington company? I think we covered the. Well, we definitely did cover this before. Um, I feel like I say that a lot. We've uh, you know we've doing this for a while for hours, and there's probably a lot of things we've covered, but. The Washington Company uh, is shutting down and divesting because um, Washington law calls for 100% clean energy. So I don't know why that affects what their business is in Montana. But I think the-, the power was being shipped out over there. Oh, was- so Washington couldn't use uh, dirty coal power. I see. So, And they shut down as a part of that. But Northwestern Energy is you know, putting its flag in the ground and wants a uh, quarter of pl- unit number four, one of the two or will be one eighth of the whole operation actually. And, uh, Northwestern energy seems to think they can run it till at least 2040. If they get that share. Oh my God. That's it. 20 years. <laughs> yeah. 20 years, 20 years. That's it. <laughs> Big. I, I'm still wrapping my head around this to why Northwestern energy is. I don't know, but just like with everything that I was, you just, we just literally just said about like how it takes so long to like get all the planning and stuff put in place for this. And like, why would they want to like buy in on a 25% share 
in unit four and like pray that they don't shut that one down next, you know? Well, that's sort of the issues I raised on a previous cast where regardless of the, if it shuts down tomorrow and they get their 25% share, those risks are passed directly on to the us. So there is no risk for Northwestern energy. And I think there, even in the case of a monopoly, regulated monopoly that there should be that if they invest in this and it and it flops which i think most people think it will that it's the company that fails not you know us it's why are we paying for their speculation i wonder if they're would they get a bailout from the government here i mean they're they're playing fast and loose and they didn't buckle in the kids in the back seat here you know now, what they would do is request a rate increase to offset these costs. Not a rate increase, but a uh, delivery increase, probably, because you're not increasing usage rates. And then they would you know, borrow money to cover their immediate losses. So either way, Northwestern Energy is guaranteed a profit, regardless of their actions. And as we discussed... It's uh, easier now without that Kavula guy standing in the way either. Oh, uh, he's busy... Uh, was that hedge funds? What's what's he doing over? It's back east, right? I a lot of money involved. There are a lot of dollar signs on the on the page that I read. Well, absolutely, and uh, the PSC hasn't been the same because, uh, as we discussed, they, it's not their job to reg- to represent consumers, uh, but to, <laughs> it's instead to regulate the monopoly, but not representing the consumers. Interesting take on that. So yeah, weird flex, but okay. I mean, they essentially got a a green light, despite you know everybody except the people on the PSC being their staff was against it and wrote an article about it, basically an op-ed, which did not make the elected officials of the PSC happy at all. So they had some problems to clean up over there. Let's get to some more sad native news. We talked about the Chippewa Cree and Big Mike dying, and now we're gonna move over to Fort Peck. So they only had uh, two homeless shelters, which are currently both closed due to meth contamination. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that... Uh, oh, my God. Which, like, at the same time? Yep, both of them. Uh, apparently, it comes down to a lack of funding. There was... Uh, they These shelters were built and funded for a time, but then the uh, funding dried up to, to have them. And it was run by volunteers who, and having a volunteer cannot effectively <laughs> taking, run a homeless shelter, I don't think. Just say, were they taking their smoke breaks inside, it sounds like. Uh, well, from the articles I've read on it, the volunteers were, were well-intentioned, but were overwhelmed by the demands of homeless. And, of course, a lot of them, <laughs> I assume, are, uh, are users or have very least mental health and probably addictive issues as well. Uh, most, if... Close to all, I, w- I would estimate. Now, I can't speak for those numbers, but it's just my speculation there. You know, we're unable to, to keep up uh, and essentially just let the uh, inmates run the asylum, I guess. And contamination with meth, which uh, I'm, I'm reading, is very difficult to clean up. It's the worst. Um, from what I've seen on it, like, um, manufacturing it's bad, but... Nowhere near as bad as like when when you're smoking it in there like that's smoke it inside of a place like that you have to basically strip it out. I'm trying to think. I think it was Missoula where it happened, but there was that girl who uh, got caught smoking it like a year or two ago now, 
uh, it was in the daycare though. It, um, she has to pay four hundred and sixty-one thousand for smoking meth on the job. Oh my! It was at the YMCA. Oh gee. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So don't have take your kids to the YMCA, in Missoula, or do though, because now it's not a. Um, you know, it's it's been cleaned up. I hope, but anyways, yeah. Uh, this is back in April of 2018. Missoula police found meth and meth paraphernalia in what court documents describe as a quote drug den inside of the daycare center. Oh, I I, I do remember this. Ah, oh, jeez. She like <laughs> just too bad because we we did want to go there. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. <laughs> no, uh, well they they had a whole gym, a whole thing that. Watch children while you worked out. Uh, I mean, an opium den would be a plus to any recreational. Well, that's probably a high point to end this episode on, Bryce. Yeah. Um, you know, we should probably. Uh, we had a lot of death and dismay in, in this cast. I hope that we can have something a little bit more fun to talk about next week. You know, it is the new year at all. Yeah, new year, new us. Uh, and well, on the slate for the next cast, I think we have something about trains, um, how Florida Florida women are trying to take our illegals, and uh, livestock and wolves or something. So I'll let you run us through our news, and then we'll see you next time from Montana Voices Podcast. Indeed. Real quick, just to let everyone know here in Great Falls on February 1st, it looks like we have the 36th Annual Walleyes Unlimited Banquet happening at the Montana Expo Park. So go ahead and get your tickets for that if you like fish and walleye and stuff. Uh, it's probably right up your alley there. So I just wanted to throw in a local event. Uh, business here. You can see all of our podcasts and all of our episodes on our website, montanavoicespodcast.com. If you'd like to hit us up with any kind of questions or concerns, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can email us at montanavoices at gmail.com. Our Twitter feed is going to be at Montana underscore voices. Our Facebook page, if you'd like to hit us up there, is going to be at Montana Voices Podcast. And you can hit up all of our episodes on YouTube uh, by searching Montana Voices Podcast. 